Welcome to the Celtic Way podcast, where we look to bring a fresh vision of spiritual life by nurturing a vibrant, evolving, and sustainable life with God in nature. Celtic spirituality is an ancient tradition of seeing God in everyone and in everything. Welcome to the Celtic Way podcast. Great to be with you as always. I love recording these podcasts because that means I get scheduled time with one of my favorite people on the planet, creative director of Celtic Way, Scott Jenkins. Scott, how are we doing? I mean, spring is struggling to get here, but we're, we're still hanging in there, right? Yeah, spring is in full bloom. And I, I want to say to you, happy Easter, brother. Happy Easter. The happy, well... <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, I don't like to make jokes about you being a little older than me, Scott, but I feel like, you, <laughs> I feel like maybe you feel like maybe you're a little late on that one. I'm not going to lie. What a, I think we're, we're recording this on April 25th and Easter was like a couple weeks ago now. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you don't know how much I appreciate that. I don't know about the older part, but, I appreciate that in some ways without your knowing, you really set me up because Easter is not a day. It's a season. I see. So, I see what you're doing here. <laughs> so happy Easter, I'm saying. Uh, all right. Well, thank you then. I, I received that. Okay. Easter is a season of 50 days. And it's a lot like Christmas. You know, people, I used to have the same problem with people at church for Christmas. Merry Christmas. What's next? Well, Christmas is a season. And they're like, oh, Father's God, it's a day, you know. And I... This is coming out of, uh, I have such good conversations. Do you hear my dog in the background? (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. We like your dog. I I think I've said this before when your dog barks is that this is a Celtic way conversation. So we like when nature and and, uh, animals, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, nature's here today. These conversations are really rich for me because I, I listen still with this pastoral heart and I'm really interested My whole reason for doing this podcast really is to get people to live out this whole Celtic Christian expression, you know, because so many people are like, God, you know, church is so boring. We don't go. It's this, it's that. And I ask them, how's your spiritual life since leaving church? Well, you know, it's kind of dry. It's kind of unhinged is how they, that's unhinged. I, I don't have a mooring and my whole spiritual life seems rather empty. I take that to heart because here we are in the Easter season. God has given us this rhythm, right, in nature. So you're talking about spring is struggling. I should take you out to my front yard where it is blooming. It's it's not out of control. It's definitely in control and it's lavish and it's just rich and it's spectacular, you know. I should take you out to my front yard where there's not even any green yet here in Wisconsin. No, really? Do yeah, you have snow on the ground? No snow on the ground, but uh, this morning there was a little bit of snow falling from the sky, which I didn't appreciate too much. <laughs> well, it's definitely springtime, and spring is a season, and it's running parallel tracks with the Easter season for good reason. So we were talking about this, these these young folks, and they were like, I don't know, what do we have to do? And I said, there is something profound, something rich, something nurturing in this whole thing about following the rhythm that's not ours, but it's given to us. And you can clearly see the reason that the church put Easter and, and the Easter season where it is, and that's thematically, it just matches springtime, right? 
Winter is death. Springtime is new life. There we go. Resurrection is right there. My granddaughter is just walking my great-granddaughter back home, and she said to me, look, Papa, there's resurrection on the trees. And I'm like, yeah, it's <laughs> everywhere. Oh, <laughs> I know? love that. So she gets it. Easter, Christmas, all these great holidays of the Christian faith. I mean, we should just be honest. It has succumbed, right, to the cultural drums of consumerism and I agree with you. And I remember when, and I'm sure you can relate, Scott, uh, that when when it was leading up to Christmas or leading up to Easter, those were the busiest times as a person who worked in a church because we put so much emphasis on these two days every single year. And yeah. even even doing that as clergy or as you know uh, people who work in churches, I think in some ways we've taken away some of the true meaning of the resurrection or the true meaning of what Christmas and Advent stands for. And yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. We treat these like big wow days and then we try to go on with our lives, but that, that doesn't feel like the correct intention behind it. No, and it's not, you know, and I think what runs under the undercurrent of all this, and I know these people that I have these conversations with really well, so I'm not just slamming them on the floor and walking away, but I, I, you know, we get down into this whole thing about, you know, Christianity should involve some part of us heavily (laughs) and consistently and it means that we are definitely walking to a drumbeat, a different one than our culture, hopefully. And that takes some effort. I know that sometimes I walk out on my front yard and I can't wait for you to come down and see where we live sometime. Because we live on a golf course, on a fairway with these beautiful trees and well-kept bushes and manicured lawns, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. look at this. But it's it seems to us like, like spring is just pops overnight in Colorado and someplace. Look, bam, the birds are out and all this stuff. And But it's not true either. There's a long struggle for every plant, right, to work its way back from the death of winter. It is a process that in, involves a great deal of sunlight, of energy, of water, and struggle. You can, it's cool to go online and watch these plants as they push another ring around them, you know, for growth. You can listen to them now. It's an agonizing struggle. I'm like, ah, I'm so appreciative of this now. And I'm glad that this it's a season and not a day. It's so enriching for me to, to really, what you and I, Matt, will delve into is this whole, what does it mean? to be people of the resurrection. I mean, even in church, you don't get much time to really delve into that. It's Easter, the crowd is here, and the choir sings, and there's great food. And But next week, the crowd is gone, right? The food is gone, which might be a tip about something. So we're given this whole expression in nature and in the Christian tradition that there's been a big change offered to us in our life. We have to take that really seriously. We have to pay attention to it, and we have to invest into it. When people say to me, why can't I get more out of my Christian life? You know, if you're close enough to speak truth to them in a way that's loving, you can just say to them, so how, are you, how much are you investing into it? You know, people like shake their heads, yeah, well, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know who to do it with, you know. 
Good questions. A lot of things come up. These are the things I want to explore in the next couple of podcasts, at least, because we're on, we're on a journey from spring to summer, from Easter to the celebration of the day of Pentecost, and then, of course, the season of Pentecost. But it's a journey. I think it, it deserves our time. It deserves our attention, because I want us to see both springtime and Easter as a gift, right, that's given to us. You've seen this in, in the churches you've worked at, too. It's sometimes Christianity is presented as this is something that God did for us. And what's never said, it seems like, but people think is like, oh, that's good, because then I don't have to do anything, you know. And that's why nature is this good supplement to the scriptures, I think, is because it is a gift. When you look closely at nature to bring new life into our world, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of process. And I think that's some, you already alluded to consumerism and things like that, but I think that's one of the struggles that Americans in specific tend to have with Christianity is, you know, you explain it so well as this journey, you use the, that word all the time. Mm-hmm. We, we want a quick result. You know, that's what we're always looking for in life. We want to make money quick. We want success quick. And I once heard somebody say, a friend of mine said overnight success has taken awful long time. You know, I was right. talking with my, my brother-in-law this weekend and he, it's not unique to him. This wasn't his idea, but he said, you ever notice, you know, if you think about it and you think about an egg, since we're talking about Easter, right? Think about right. an egg. If you break the egg from the outside what's inside that's done it's done it's done growing but if the egg is broken from the inside then life comes out of it and so often i think we're focusing on our christianity like that you know breaking the egg from the outside let's just get to what's good inside of there when reality that good work just like spring seems to just suddenly come when you and i know all winter long there's things going on under that snow it might feel like spring has just sprung but spring has been taking a long time to get to that place, just like our spiritual journey, which again is why the seasons are so important to take note of. Right. Easter is revolutionary in that the, the one thing that we fear in, in this whole death thing, it's revolutionary in the fact that what's offered to us isn't just, just on the other side of the grave. You know, I'm just weary of all these Christian messages of, you know, be born again, get saved, and go to heaven. That's it. And I'm like, that's that's not it. It's every step on the way after, right? When we become aware and we become children of the resurrection, every step counts then. Every step matters. There's a Bible verse that I noticed like in my evangelical days was was often kind of glanced over and it was the apostle Paul. And I can't tell you where it is, but he talks about this idea of working out your salvation daily. And so we would, there was constantly this message, like you just spoke that, you know, say a prayer, your salvation is secure, go about your life. And then there's Paul who's written much of what we're taking that kind of theology from. And he's saying, Oh, but it's this everyday working process. Right. And, you know, it's not as glamorous as putting on my best clothes and going to church on Easter and then, okay, 
I'll see you later. You know, I had this argument with the church council one time. I said, you know, at the end of Easter Mass, I want to announce the times for the Christmas celebration. And they're like, don't you dare do this. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's what I want to do. So the question is, how do we how do we live out fullness of what it means to be people of the resurrection, people of springtime? And I'll just give you a couple of tidbits right now. But I, I love the symbolism that in order for spring to happen, it takes a lot of water. And in our tradition, in the Celtic, the way we worship and pray our prayers in the Celtic tradition during the Easter season, we have a prominent bowl out full of water. And we just want people to come and put their, their fingers in it. And you don't have to hurry. Just leave your fingers in the water for a moment and make the sign of the cross. Say your own prayer. Touch the water. Learn to pray with your body. Learn to express your spirituality in, in so many things that you do in the common. And by about the seventh week of Easter, people are like, I hope we keep the bowl of water out all the time. Because what you're teaching us is that renewal is ongoing. Resurrection isn't a one-time event. We need to keep rising I mean, we get all, we get pulled down and we fail. And, and, I, and I want people to know, as people of the resurrection, we are people of joy and of sadness. We are people who are both about victory and about struggle, and sometimes about really bad failure. We're people who learn to choose both grace and sin. It's just this whole human drama that is being played out. And the resurrection is like, God's hand coming, poking out through the darkness and offering to pull us up one more time, because God never gives up. At the end of the Easter liturgy, it's oftentimes the priest will say, Christ is risen, and the people shout out, you know, he is risen indeed. Even at the Easter vigil, we used to have these hard-boiled eggs, and we would clink them together like wine glasses. Christ is risen, he is risen indeed. And I, I began to think that every week, of the Easter season, we should say, Christ is risen. He is risen in us. And just really emphasize that. There's a lot of power. There's a lot of energy that lives inside us by the Spirit. These early Celts, Matt, were like charismatics. I mean, the, all the stories and mythology and, and stuff that's written about them, these people are doing miracles. These people are multiplying loaves. You know, they're listening to animals talk to them. And they see all of this life as a testimony that Christ has risen in them. Sometimes our scientific empirical world pulls us into this very narrow way of looking about what God's up to in the ordinary, in the common, through resurrection. And we're really going to get into that specifically at our next episode. But for now, Easter and springtime are here. It is a process. It's a journey, and we're on our way to summer. Because Christ is risen, and He is rising in us daily. To support the Celtic Way podcast, be sure to subscribe to it, give it a five-star rating, and write a review. And if you'd like to become a sustaining member, please go to our website at www.celticway.org. Find us on Facebook at Celtic Way.